Thank you for downloading episode 80 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. You may know the news by now, but if you don't, in October, on October 9th, which is a Sunday at 6 p.m., Mark and I are doing our second ever live We Got This in New York City. So we're coming back for Super Week again, and we're bringing John Hodgman back again. We'll have John DiMaggio with us. We'll have Carter Parton Rogers opening and more special guests to be announced. The best way to stay informed about this show is to go on facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast, or you can check us out on Twitter. We got this tweets. We'll be announcing a bunch of stuff there. You can also go to maximumfun.org and find info about the live show on the site there too, including a link to buy tickets. You can get them now. They are already on sale and they're only $15. And this is going to be at least $30 worth of entertainment. So you're already making money when you buy that ticket. So go get it right now. And without any further ado, here's episode 80 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Watching movies in the theater versus at home. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome to We Got This. My name's Mark. And I'm Hal. And save us the aisle seat. Oh, look what you did. It's like we're Ebert and Roper or Siskel and Ebert. Siskel, please. Roper? I Roper's fine. I like Roper, but it's Siskel and Ebert. It's Siskel and Ebert. Do you remember maybe the worst headline I ever read in The Onion? Uh, because Gene Siskel, God rest his soul, passed away before Roger Ebert did. Right. And when Gene, Gene Siskel passed away, the headline in the newspaper, The Onion, that week was Ebert Victorious. Oh, <laughs> horrifying, right? <laughs> that is horrifying. Yeah. So uh, let's let's not talk about death. Let's talk about movies. We're here to talk about the movies. Two thumbs up for movies, right? We're fans. Oh, I love movies so much. I mean, I was raised by parents who loved movies. We would go to see movies all the time. Like every weekend we would go to see whatever was coming out. Sometimes we would do two movies in a day. One time we did three movies in a day at the theater. And then, wow. and then of course, home box office in VHS, which really started to take off uh, when I was a kid. Like all of a sudden you had an entire movie library at home. So, hey, we're all home. Let's watch a movie. Let's rent a movie. And now it's digital. Like there's just so many different ways to see movies. Are you the same way growing up? I never saw three movies in a day growing up, but I lived right down the street. Uh, when I was in high school, they opened up a big, beautiful movie theater right at the end of my neighborhood. Nice. Because I grew up in an area that had subdivisions instead of, like, gridded neighborhoods. Right. But right at the base of my subdivision, I was maybe 13 when it opened. And to have that freedom to just walk down to the movie theater and see whatever I wanted on a 10plex was great. Uh, do you remember what the first movie you ever saw in the theater was? Empire Strikes Back, 1980. How about you? Oh, I remember seeing Temple of Doom in a theater with my dad when I was a kid. Nice. And also all of the Rocky movies. We went to see all the Rocky movies together. Fantastic. Um, but it's still our uh, our holiday tradition around Thanksgiving 
whenever the family is together, we always go see a movie. And for the past several years, there's always been a big franchise movie that we've all wanted to see right around that time. I remember for okay. there was a good run of Bond movies that all came out at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, we would have our Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday and watch football. And then on Friday, the whole family would go watch a Bond movie. Like, that oh. just feels so, like, just, you know, classic to me. Yep. And um, for me, growing up uh, Jewish, Christmas meant... Go get Chinese, you know, like that's, that's the, 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 uh, stereotype is like Chinese food and a movie. But mm-hmm. guess what? We had Chinese food and we went to see a movie and it was, yeah, and it was awesome. Probably fantastic because Chinese food is delicious and movies are awesome. So yes, they are. All right. Um, today we are going to talk about whether or not it is better to see a movie in a theater or at home. Yes. This was submitted. By a, a personal friend of mine named Craig Rogers, who also listens to the show. Hello, Craig. Hello, Craig. And say hello to Roger for me. Um, no. I, I've known Craig and Roger for, for I think three years now. I met them through meetup.com, uh, because they were hosting a D&D game, which I joined and they've become dear friends. And Jennifer and I have hung out with them many times. I play tennis with Craig every Monday, which can, consists of him, uh, and, uh, our mutual friend Alec and myself. Can I say that is a around. well-rounded, that is a well-rounded friendship right there that you work out your brains together and also you work out your bodies together. Exactly. So I'm a big fan of this all around. Yes. And uh, Craig is a, is, uh, is, is, is a movie buff and he works for, he worked for IMAX in the past and he works for mm-hmm. a post house, um, called Cinelicious. He does like restorations and stuff. Uh, in fact, a film they worked on. And restored recently called Belladonna of Sadness has sort of made the rounds and got a lot of media coverage in the last few months. So that's that hilarious Monty Python movie, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It does. Belladonna like, of Sadness. It does sound like a Monty Python. That sounds like a movie that you don't want to see after a breakup. <laughs> or before one or during a yeah. relationship. <laughs> Just the name of the movie is like, hey, do you want to go see The Avengers Age of Ultron or Belladonna of Sadness? <laughs> and yet it's like a landmark art film. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite he, genre of movie? Quickly, oh, me? if I may. Jeez. Uh, I think about this a lot. I think about movies mm-hmm. all the time. In fact, I used mm-hmm. to keep um, – a list of like what my top 10 movies were and I sort of like cycled through them and I geez I love comedies and so few of them are in my top 10 that I've got to say interesting I think I love uh, oh man it's so I feel like I'm making a this is the one time in my life where I'm having trouble making a commitment uh, wow cuz you committed to Jen real quick I did Oh, I almost scared her away. But you won't commit. (laughs) I will not commit. But you will not commit to comedy. Hey, look, I've only been seeing movies for like, uh, you know, 36 years. So yeah, you're not ready to get married. Yeah. Whoa. Let's all calm down with the movie genre talk. Uh, but I think, man, I'll just say I love like a sci-fi fantasy action film, like in that, like Star Wars films. They're just, sure. I, I love those. I love, I would, movies. I would agree with you that without, I love comedies. Um, I mean, we live in a comedy world and it's, it, there's nothing better than laughing, but there is something about an, I, I would categorize all of them as adventure. 
You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I would put Indiana Jones movies and Star Wars movies and National Treasure movies. Yeah, I'm throwing them in the mix. Shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those are like bi- escapist movies. Okay. Boy, yeah. we keep just widening the genre until it's every movie ever made. Just, you know, yeah. the ones that are on film or digital or have sound or not sound. I'll say this, though. I'm not a fan of kitchen sink dramas. <laughs> not my thing. I'm like, oh, a family is troubled. Let's watch the Avengers. <laughs> there is something like I, I'm with you, too. I I don't want to see a movie that makes me think about like, oh, yeah, this is these are problems we all face. Yeah. No, thank and- you. I want I want to see problems that only superheroes face exactly. or only Nazi hunters face. And this is a golden age for superhero films just in, oh, yeah. in the sheer number of them being made whether they're all home despite runs despite or not. the best efforts of the good people at DC it's a golden age of superhero <laughs> almost, films. Almost in spite of them. Yeah. That's terrible. This episode brought to you by Marvel Studios. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, but let's talk, uh, let's talk movies and the theater experience versus the home experience. Okay. Now, is it my understanding that you've done some research on this? I have done a little bit of research on this, mostly because it really is a personal opinion thing. There's not much scientific evidence, uh, in either direction as to which is better. But the only thing I found is a poll. And the poll that I found shows that 57% of Americans, specific to America, 57% of Americans prefer watching movies at home to watching them in a movie theater. Okay, so I, I guess the, the then the best way, and that's almost split down the middle. Fifty seven mm-hmm. is is a is a thin majority, right. as far as I'm concerned, for people preferring one thing. You know, if it was seventy percent, then it would be like, oh well, what are what are we probably would fall into that seventy percent. But I'm I'm torn here, so I feel like we should talk about what's what what is great and what is a drawback about each. So this yeah, this seems like a pretty cut and dry pros and cons episode of this show. Okay. Um, so do uh, you want to start at home or do you want to go to the theater first? Let's go to the movie theater first. Okay. And bear uh, in mind, these pros and cons are as related to viewing a movie at home. So pro, the screen is bigger. This, well, the screen is bigger. That's, that's almost an oversimplification when you think about how, like how the technology of projecting film is advanced. So now there are, mm-hmm. you know, um, when I went to see The Force Awakens, I had to see it uh, in regular definition. Then, oh, you should see it in 3D and you should see it in IMAX, but only see it in IMAX in Universal City because they've got the laser projection. projection, And the laser projection makes it crystal clear. Now, to be honest with you, Mark, mm-hmm. and with you, the people listening, I did not know what the difference was. Maybe it's because my eyes aren't so great. But there is something to how crystal clear – the the image can be when it's properly projected in a state of the art theater. You just don't get that at home. True, and also you don't get the uh, you don't get the oral experience as uh, the, well. The visual experience is that much more amplified. The oral experience, the audio of the thing is exponentially greater i think in a movie theater because of because they they've now got the technology with surround and even beyond surround sound having uh 
this almost 3D audio where the placement of the speakers in relation to an audience member, you are really fully immersed in a movie when you are seeing it in a proper movie theater. There are a lot of smaller movie theaters um, that are really more of screening rooms than actual movie theaters. Um, Do you remember, Mark, the first time – like sound is is important. It's really mm -hmm. important. And yeah, there's that that beautiful THX that the THX uh, what do you call them scroll that happens at the beginning of a movie or the Dolby scroll that happens at the beginning of a movie that big rumble you know the THX comes up on the screen yes Uh, when we were kids. Movies were basically, uh, the audio was broadcast in stereo. So there were a series of speakers mm-hmm. around, but there was not a ton of movement outside of, of left and right. And then, you know, surround sound hits the scene and all of a sudden sound is everywhere. Do you remember the first movie that you ever saw in surround sound? Uh, no, I do not. But based on that question, it sounds like you do. I do. Not the first one that I saw. The first it one that not, you saw. Is the, yes. The first one I saw was Jurassic Park. Ooh, excellent. Which is a great surround set. That was like, and the movie actually, the theater was kind of a crappy theater. I went with my friends and we waited. We were going to see like a noon movie and we were convinced that it was going to be super crowded. So my friend's mom dropped us off at like 9 a.m. And we just sat in front of a closed theater, like three schmucks. <laughs> waiting for just somebody like, I guess we're first in line. We walked over to a Dunkin' Donuts and it each had a donut. And then we went back because that only burned 20 minutes worth of time. And yeah. I don't think people You had there. three hours to burn, man. First but of all, we, what day of the week was it? It was like a Saturday. Look, it, regardless of what day of the week it was, there's no movie theater that's full at noon. But there are – like you have to remember that at the time Jurassic Park was like people were lined up around the block to go see it. So That's in our true. minds, we were like, this is how we're going to beat those lines. And we were right. But at what cost, I ask you? At sure. what cost, Mark? Yeah, just pull out your iPad and watch another movie on it while you're sitting there waiting. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't. It was the mid-90s, early to what? mid-90s. Early 90s. Yeah. Um, I remember the first sur- – not really surround, but the first amazing audio experience I had was uh, I bought the Rocketeer audio story. So they had done like a, ra- like a radio play version of the Rocketeer okay. where it was recorded not just in stereo, but it was in some sort of four-channel thing. And you would listen to it with headphones, but instead of just having left-right, you also had left-right, front, and back. I don't know how they did it. It was a miracle of technology, but that was a good audio experience is as important as the visual experience almost in a movie. Well, I mean, you, you use the term immerse to immerse yourself in a movie and, and the technology at home and in the theater is built around getting you, getting you that immersion. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's certainly technology that, that, Theaters have that home theaters don't. That there are 3D televisions, but it's not the same as real D or that that kind of of 3D format that they have in film. There's no IMAX at home. Are you a fan of? Uh, are you a fa- if, if a movie comes out in 3D, will you see it in 3D? Uh, it depends. I would rather not. I to be mm-hmm. truth be told, I haven't really encountered the film where the 3D made it significantly better for me. Mm-hmm. But if I love a movie like Captain America Civil War, I saw it four times the weekend it came out 
And of course you did. I saw it like 3D, 3D IMAX, and then I think standard twice. I like 4D movies. That's really only in theme parks where they like squirt you with water and rumble your chair. Oh, I hate that because I always get really wet. If there's a ride <laughs> where water sprays, I will I will not only get sprayed, but it'll be like in my mouth. My oh, yeah, because nightmare theme park ride water is not a mixer that you want in your drink. I, you don't. I went to OK. I went to Universal this past mm-hmm. spring and I went on now the tram ride, which is really cool. It's fun to see all the sets where stuff is made. Even now, like being out here for 16 years, I still love seeing all that stuff. It's cool. And you go through these two areas where it's like a, a 3D or 4D experience. So mm-hmm. the, the tram comes to a stop and then you're elevated on like a gimbal. So so it moves you around and you put on 3D glasses and there's stuff happening all around you. For those so, who don't know, uh gimbal is the rival department store to Macy's in Miracle on 34th Street. Continue. That's right. Exactly. So you're on this department store and you're moving around. <laughs> Everything's 3D. And like it's it's a dinosaur fighting King Kong. And at a certain point, I got sprayed in the face with friggin' water. It wasn't there water, was man. No it water. was dinosaur sweat. It, they don't sweat, Mark. I know they don't. I know you're lying to me. You're just trying to justify what hey, happened. Man. I'm just saying, the dinosaurs may not sweat, but gorillas do. Do you think maybe King Kong got scared and peed a little? And it went maybe. in my face? And it went in your mouth. It just made so. no sense. And it, it wasn't like nothing was happening at that point. It was like somebody was like, was I on Impractical Jokers? I still don't know. I haven't seen the show. You may have just, on it. you may have just gotten caught under a drip in the tunnel where they shoot, where they show this movie. Mark, it wasn't a drip. It was a full on spritz. All right. Well, we set out today to do an episode about movie theaters versus home movie theaters. And what we wound up talking about is you getting peed in your face uh, by King Kong. So I think we've succeeded. Absolutely. This is our best episode ever. <laughs> um, all right. So 4D movies aside, I here's my thing with 3D movies. I will see it if it was designed originally to be a 3D movie. Okay. And if it's a computer animated movie, it's a lot easier to render it in 3D. If it was shot as a 3D movie, I will see it as a 3D movie. If the 3D was done uh, after the fact digitally, I find that to be less appealing because it it feels less real to me. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, no, it does. It's you can and, tell when it's sort of been added later. And also, I feel like when I'm wearing 3D glasses, like uh, the movie is too dim. You know, I feel like I'm wa- yes. I feel like I'm sitting in a movie theater watching a movie wearing sunglasses, and I'm like, can I just take my sunglasses off? I'll be able to see the movie better. Well, and now they have the ones I forget which one it is, where it's like battery powered and it's got a sensor. Mm-hmm. In the in the front, so if you like adjust it or you go to push the glasses up the bridge of your nose and you put your finger over the sensor by mistake, all of a sudden you're you can't see like the the 3D goes away and you just see the double images of everything. Or if you turn too far one way or the other, so 3D, but 3D's at home too. I get that it's better in theaters, quote unquote, but I, I don't factor it into this. As, okay. as a drawback. So 3D or, is or not advantage. 3D is not a factor for you in choosing to see a movie in the theater. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about getting sprayed in the face by King Kong's genitals, and this gave me the perfect opening I needed. Well, that's fair. The perfect opening you needed was your mouth. No, that was the perfect opening King Kong needed. Oh, gross. 
It was like Bozo in the grand prize game. You were that sixth bucket where you win a bike. <laughs> um, I'm going to put that in my bio from now on. All right. <laughs> let's, let's talk about other benefits. We've talked about sound and picture quality. Other benefits of seeing a movie in a theater. There is an experience. Yes. In that, th- there's, there, there are two, I think. One is the event of like, let's go see a movie. This is an activity mm-hmm. that we're doing together or I've decided to do by myself. Doesn't really matter necessarily. Uh, it is an, it is a more active thing. Yeah. And like my dad and I would go, especially when comic book movies were coming out and sometimes my mother would join us, but we would go to like a midnight showing of Batman in 89 mm-hmm. or when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, we went to a late showing of that. And there's something about being in a, in a full theater with a bunch of people who love what they're about to see as much as you do. And you have mm-hmm. like a, an odd shared experience with a bunch of absolute strangers. Yeah. Especially, uh, I find that in a comedy that, uh, is especially true because a laugh is infectious. And when you see a comedy in a theater, you've got a, an audience around you laughing and that fills you up and you're all in this together or a horror movie when an entire audience gasps together. There's something sort of magical. There's something magical about the audience experience. Yeah, it informs your personal experience. I'll give you an example uh, where when Star Wars A New Hope was re-released in theaters in 1997 or 96, Mm -hmm. I went to see it. It was my first time seeing it in a theater, and I was Mm -hmm. in a full theater. And when they got to the part where Luke said, I was going to go down to the Tashi station to get some power converters, the crowd like broke up laughing. And it was the first time I realized how whiny he sounded. (laughs) <laughs> I just hadn't occurred to me because it was part yeah. of, you know, the first time I saw it, I was so young that, that my sure. impression of it was like, boy, he really wants to get out of there. And he's Were you a whiny guy planet. as a kid. You were like, this sounds just right. <laughs> Mom, I'm going to go have kicks for my cereal this morning. Kid tested, mother approved. <laughs> I used to, oh, I used to eat my kicks out of this bowl. There was an orange, uh. It was an orange bowl that had feet. It had little sneakers on it. It was like a person bowl that I thought was the coolest bowl. And I don't – I wonder Man, your kitchen – your kitchen, the way you've described it in several episodes of this show, sounds like Pee Wee Herman's kitchen from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Oh, look. My kitchen was uh, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Oh, my God. That was where I ate all my meals. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have the audience experience. That is another pro – um, if you go to one of these really fancy theaters now, it can really be a fancy gourmet experience. Yes. There are uh, multiple movie theaters now where you've got reclining seats, big leather recliners, and an army of wait staff that is there to uh, wait on you hand and foot and bring you uh, food and drinks throughout the movie. And it's a really it, – it's become a luxury experience. I guess they've added these luxury elements because so many people want to watch movies at home that they, they're they looking for new ways to make it special. Absolutely. Um, do you – are you a movie theater snob or will you go see a movie at any theater if you want to see it? Oh, no. I'll go see a movie at any theater. Uh, I, I do like to go to the nicer ones just because if it's a ratty old theater that where the floors are sticky, I'm like, you yeah. know what? I'm much better off at home. But if it's a nice, you know, state of the art theater, which most of them are, uh, that I've experienced now, 
Cause I mean, cause I've lived in Los Angeles and New York for the past 20 years. So between the two of them, it's, you know, New York, Chicago or LA for 20 years. There's always a good movie theater around that's not any more expensive than a, a crummy theater. Though I do like going to the crummy theaters because those are usually the dollar theaters that get the second run movies. When I go, oh man, I missed that movie in the theater. Oh wait, it's playing at this sticky floor theater. I'll go see it there. Yeah, now I can finally see Home Alone 2 Lost in New York and it's 2016. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this isn't second run theaters. Did I, did I say second run? These are 43rd run. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but th- that, that's, that's been my experience is I'm, I'm a movie theater fan. I love, I love the pageantry of going to a movie theater. I love the trailers. That's another right. big benefit of going to the theater. For me, I love seeing movie trailers. I do too. And now I, I know like you can see them. them at home, but it's not the same. When you watch a movie trailer at home, it feels like a commercial. When you watch a movie trailer in a theater, it feels like an event. Yeah. Well, th- there it's, it's, when it's done well and it's and it's curated properly, it's like pairing food with wine, I would imagine, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, this is the perfect – this is getting me not only excited for movies that are coming out that I'm now interested in, but mm-hmm. it gets me more excited for the film that I'm about to see. So – Yeah, I never thought of that, but it does make sense. Like you have to pair the movies correctly. It's like they, they always have that green preview screen. This The following preview has been approved for – all audiences or appropriate audiences. Uh, I feel like they really do like the following preview has been approved for, uh, this audience. You right. know what I mean? There's no swearing or, you know, it's not a red band trailer, but you're also not going to go and see, Hey, the little mermaid and the preview before it is for gummo. You know what I mean? They're not going <laughs> to, they're going to make. They're going to make it – now that image is in my head of a bunch of kids going, what is this? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. From the director of kids. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you're here to see the Iron Giant? Here's a trailer for train spotting. <laughs> oh, it's the perfect trailer. <laughs> oh, you want to see the B-movie? First, here's a trailer for Boogie Nights. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, have we dug through the pros of movie theaters pretty sufficiently? I'm trying to think. Oh, there is there is one more thing that I that I thought of, which is okay. when you go to see a movie in, in the theater, you are invested in that experience. And what I mean by mm-hmm. that is you – are not going to pause. You're not going to stop it and go do something else. You are there for the sole purpose. You're in a room whose sole purpose mm-hmm. is to show you a movie in a building whose sole purpose is to show you a movie. So yes. you're, you're not going to be distracted by anything else unless you're like my dad, uh, who <laughs> we went to see two movies this, uh, this past weekend and during the first movie, which was at like two 30 in the afternoon. I turned and he was asleep when the trailers began. Oh, geez. Uh, I did. You know what? I slept through a movie one time and I felt terrible about it. What movie? Uh, Ben Acker and I went to go see uh, Hellboy. And I had been on a no carb diet, which I broke by buying a bag of Starburst. So I devoured a full bag of Starburst during the trailers and then 
promptly had a sugar crash and passed out for the duration of the movie. <laughs> Which was a terrible idea. But going back to what you were saying of, of it being you're in a room that is going to show you this. You're in a building devoted to this. This is the experience you're going to have. I find myself giving a movie benefit of the doubt. Like, I really rooting for a movie to be enjoyable. Whereas at home, if I turn a movie on, I'm like, I hope this is good. If not, I'm going to turn it off. Right. I'm more skeptical of movies at home. Okay. Does that I, make sense? I see that. Well, yeah. I mean, but it, it, and it comes back to that level of investment. I'm not as invested. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't like this, I can just stop it. I right. Have, have you to... ever asked for a refund of a movie? Because it was bad? Because it was bad. No, but I've like left to. left early in a movie and been like, I can't even finish this. I'd like my money back, please. I've only ever walked out of one movie in my entire life. What movie? It was the movie Oscar from 1991, directed by John Landis and starring Sylvester Stallone and Marissa Tomei. I remember the movie well. And it was so It was boring. Rocky in a tuxedo. Yeah. So boring, so bad that... Uh, my friends and I, who were, I think it was 14 at the time, I, I would have been, we, we left and because I wasn't going to, uh, our ride wasn't going to pick us up for a while, we walked mm. several miles back to my house. Wow, that is a movie bad enough to make you walk several miles. Yeah, it was like the end of a Three Suges where they run off real quick, except we were just walking regular speed. <laughs> I've never walked out of a movie, but I thought about walking out of a movie uh, with a group of friends, we sort of toyed with the idea. And it was, uh, the second Jurassic Park movie, The Lost World. Okay. For some reason, we just weren't feeling it, but I decided I convinced my friends to stick around, uh, because this is real dumb. Guys, this was my argument. Guys, a lot of people worked really hard on this. <laughs> That was my argument for sticking around and watching the movie was the least we can do is watch this. Well, you know, it's a good point. It's yeah. a real good point. Very People worked hard on the movie. Yeah. You know, um, uh, how would you, how would you feel I, like as, as an actor who's done plays and come out for act two and seen fewer people in the audience than there were in act one? <laughs> that is not a great feeling. No, you're right. Although I did once see, um, <laughs> I, when I went to see Batman and Robin in the theater back in 97. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Probably best of the Batman movies. Oh, for sure. The, oh, if you want a, an exemplary Batman movie, that's the one. <laughs> uh, it was the point where they were having the auction, the Bachelorette auction, and Poison Ivy came up. And Batman and Robin began bidding back and forth on her because she had charmed both of them with her pheromones from one of mm-hmm. her plants. And <laughs> Batman pulls out. An American Express card with the bat symbol on it and says, don't leave home without it. And that's how he wins. Nope. Thank you. Goodbye. Somebody stood up and said, I'm out of here and then left. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the one where they put nipples on the uh, suit? It sure is. Okay. Um, all right. So I, I, oh, one thing that we forgot about. What's that? Concessions. You know, I, I thought about that and then I thought, well, don't you just buy a bunch of junk to have at home? But there is something special to no. getting a bucket of popcorn. Do you know what's in my fridge right now? Two Tell tomatoes. <laughs> That's it. Are oh, and I think a dozen over? eggs. Yeah. They're bringing a tomato because we have juggling practice. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> no, concessions for me, like I, it, it's a rare treat. I never have candy at home. I never have snacks at home, really. But frequently, and we'll get to this when we talk about home movie experiences, I will, if I'm really invested in making a movie night of it, I will go and get popcorn, like microwave popcorn. Uh, I, I feel like, for me, when I smell popcorn, it doesn't make me hungry for popcorn. It makes me want to watch movies. It's that special smell that movie theater popcorn has. You're like, oh, man, I'm about to have an experience for the next two hours. Yes. And there's a special smell to that particular popcorn because mm-hmm. it's like – you know, popcorn's not super nutritious to begin with, but that smell is is that snack being stripped of any nutritional value it ever had and just <laughs> coated in in sweet not even sweet, salty, delicious chemicals. Do you put uh do you get the butter pumped on uh, the quote butter pumped onto your popcorn when you see a movie? Lord no. Lord no. Yeah, it's salty no. enough without it. I don't do that stuff because all it does, it's like, oh, this thing that you're going to be dunking your hand in, you want me to make it wet first? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, like no. the the bucket is my mouth and the, the butter is the spray from that universal ride. <laughs> doesn't belong there. Great. Now, every time I get a bucket of popcorn, I'm going to think that the guy's asking me, hey, you want me to have a King Kong pee on this for you? <laughs> um. That's All right. right. So have we have we sufficiently co- – do we even need to go into cons? Because we've kind of talked about cons a little bit. Or, or we'll talk about – we've talked about the pros of of movie theaters, which kind of implies the cons of home theater. When we talk about the pros of home theater, that will imply the cons of movie theater, right? Well, we, we should hit them a little bit more. I, just the main one I would say with movie theater is – well, there are, there are two that spring to mind, okay? okay. One is the cost – Yes. Cause it's yes. so expensive, especially with the pre, and I'm, I'm enough of a movie snob. You know, Jennifer's cool with going to, like, as long as it's clean, she'll go to pretty much any movie theater. She likes mm-hmm. the nicer ones, but like, I'm like, it's gotta be the dine-in theater. Like, I have four theaters that I will go to. And that's for a second, I thought that, I thought that you meant as long as the movie is clean, she'll go with me. And I thought <laughs> that is adorable. <laughs> No, uh, she'll she'll go see a, a movie with adult theme. She's fine. Um, uh, when all right, we'll talk about. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for when we talk about the home viewing experience. Sure. In um, LA specifically, though, tickets are mm-hmm. crazy, and I'm sure New York as well. Yeah, New York the, is all pretty bad. Of theaters they carry. Uh, they're really expensive. The dine-in where they serve you food. The the food is really expensive. Drinks and snacks are expensive. You might have to pay for parking. And, and babysitter you if you have kids. To get there. Yeah, you have to babysitter if you have kids. Sure. A date so. night at a movie, two, it's not just two $15 tickets. By the way, the average movie ticket cost right now is just under $9. That is uh, national average. Wow. Where we live, New York and LA, it's significantly higher, but the national maybe. average is $9. It's maybe twice that if you're going in the evening. Uh, yeah, if you, if you're going to the dine-in theater, right? I've never paid $18 for a movie ticket unless it was at a really fancy theater. Like the Arclight Theater in LA is mm-hmm. famously where the Cinerama Dome is and they built this big, beautiful movie theater there where you have assigned seats. I, those can be expensive, these premium theaters. Well, um, what, let, <laughs> next time you're out here, I'll take you to some fancy places. Uh, the, the other, oh, good. I have one more drawback. Okay. Which is, uh, you can't, if you have to go to the bathroom, you can't you're pause. Either gonna, yeah, you're either gonna hold it 
or you're going to miss part of the movie. And I'll give you an example. I went to see Grindhouse, mm-hmm. which, of course, if anybody who knows, is two movies, one directed by uh, Robert Rodriguez, the other directed by Quentin Tarantino. But it's And an really a experience. movie theater experience thing. Yes. You do not want to leave. So I got – I think that was the, like the second of two movies I saw that day. And mm-hmm. I got like a giant – thing of fruit punch like a giant cup like way like super big gulp sized mm-hmm. and i and i had had i think i kind of refilled even between the movies so as at the by Good the Lord. end <laughs> yeah by the end of plan you got a refill on a jumbo yeah i did i think i'd gone to the bathroom once though but i drank it all by the end of planet terror mm-hmm. which is the first of the two films then you have the the fake trailers and then it goes into death proof so I had to go so badly, but I was enjoying the film so much and I wanted – I didn't want to miss a second of it. That did I you pee yourself sat. like you did while you were standing and playing that video game? No, I did not. That is a one-time story. I just held it to the point of physical pain the entire second film. Oof. That's but, why you got to have run pee. Do you know run pee? No. For for those who don't know, including you, Hal, there is an app for smartphones called Run P, and uh, it is it goes through all. Of, it, it's a list of all of the movies that are currently in theaters, and when you click on that movie, it gives you a good point, roughly midway through the movie, to go and pee. It's like here's a scene that's kind of a boring scene in the movie that's just a little bit of exposition or character development and nothing big and cool and flashy. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's user generated. So, um, so yeah, what's that called? Crowdsourced? Yeah. It's crowdsourced and it's like, here's the part that look, if you have to go and take 90 seconds out of this movie, you're not going to miss much. Let me tell you what happens. He just, uh, tells her a little bit of backstory about his parents. Spoiler alert, this is their, this is what his parents were like. Go pee, come back, you'll be fine, you won't miss much. Oh no, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. It's like ways for urinating, but I can't do it. You can't do it? You won't leave a movie? I will, I, I mean, now if I have to go, if the movie seems kind of slow, I'll, I'll sort of figure mm-hmm. out, like you sort of feel out the points at which you can go to the right. bathroom, but, by and large, I will try and stay there or, or I'll be smart. You know, I, I learned from that experience not to do that again. So um, here is, uh, here's my little bit of crazy with that. Cause we all have a little bit of crazy in us. Sure. And I know that it drives Juliana crazy. If I miss the very beginning of a movie, I won't, I just won't go. Like if oh, I'm you- running. If I'm running late to a movie theater and I miss the first five minutes of a movie, I'll go see a different movie or come back on another day. You running late? What does that happen every other movie? It happens frequently. <laughs> uh, or we'll be like, nope, you know what? Let's go get a bite to eat. We'll go to the next showing. Even if it's only five minutes. I can't do it. For some reason, I just oh. – I want to see the very beginning of a movie. I love that I love hearing the lion roar or seeing the fox searchlights or the mountain from Paramount. And then this is what the director wanted me to see first. This is the first moment of the experience that I'm about to have. And if I pay money to have that experience, I will not miss the first five minutes of a movie. Well, uh, that makes sense to me. I don't like to miss any part of the movie. I don't like missing Mm -hmm. the trail. I'm, I'm salty when I miss the trailers. 
Mm-hmm. I don't like to miss part of the movie. I, I, there are very few times I think that's happened to me because I, I like to get there a little bit early. I, I get there closer to showtime now, but it used to be you get there like 20 minutes before the movie starts, gives you time to go to the bathroom. If you have to, you can get your snacks, you can get settled in and, and you're fine. Um, but I'll tell you what, why don't we leave the movie theater? Okay. And on our drive home to, to, to talk about seeing a movie there, why don't we listen to some of the great stuff going on at Maximum Fun? That sounds like a great idea. All right. Here we go. Vroom. I'm Jesse Thorne, and I'm curious about Jonathan Van Ness and his show, Getting Curious. What's a question that you really had to gulp before you asked it? Before I asked Kamau Bell about white privilege and why I don't like it. But that's like, that's the other beautiful thing about this recording studio that we sit in right here. Like, this is a safe space to ask still so questions. <laughs> that's what Getting Curious is. It's a safe place to ask still so questions that everyone needs to know. Getting Curious. Download it wherever you get podcasts. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tides and Fights Podcast. Tides and Fights. Screech. Oh, man. Now we're home, Hal. Oh. Quick trip. And now that we've listened to those uh, those trailers, I know how much you like trailers. Uh-huh. We've listened to the trailers for more Maximum Fun podcasts, and uh, now I really want to see those movies. I know. Me too. I'm really So excited. let's talk about the home viewing experience. Yes, let's. Now, this really is dependent on, I guess, on your home movie setup, Right. Sure. How in as great much as, an experience you have. In as much as your movie theater going experience is dictated mm-hmm. on how nice the movie theaters are near you. That's true. Can I tell you what my home theater experience is? Because I do not have a big fancy home theater setup. And I will throw this out to our listeners who would like to have as much of a movie theater experience as possible in their own home who may not have this setup. Let's I have a 32 inch TV. I'm okay. not a giant TV guy. I have a 32-inch TV, but it's HD. It's nice. I like it. So this is the setup that I have at home. When I really want to invest in a movie, I will pull the good chair that I like because I don't have like a big lazy boy or anything. I have a, It's a pretty mobile chair that I like sitting in. I will pull it pretty close to the television to make the screen seem as large as possible. Okay. I will turn off all the lights. And I will plug in my headphones. I like the big over-the-ear headphones. Right. So I'm trying to replicate as much as I can a movie theater experience without disturbing my neighbors because I've always lived in apartment buildings. And if you plug in a pair of headphones into the TV, you can really catch a lot of the nuances of the audio of a movie. Sometimes too much because if the movie is not – if the sound mix isn't great, you're like, wow, that was clearly a replaced later line. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
But that is how I, when I'm, when it's just me at home, you know, if I'm watching with my roommate or with uh, Juliana, we'll, you know, crank it up and, you know, really try and get an experience, a shared experience. But if it's just me at home, like, you know what? I feel like watching a movie right now. Don't, nobody bug me. I'm putting my headphones on, turning the lights off and I'm getting in there. Um, what is your home theater experience like? I mean, we just sort of, uh, cuddle up on the couch. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a slightly larger television. I want to say it's. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. and I want to say it's either. Are you watching inches. television while we're recording this? How? Ha! Huh, hold on a second. Let me pause this. What? Yeah. Go um, team USA. <laughs> yes, we're recording this during the Olympics, so I'm just watching the Olympics all the time. I can't stop, as as none of us can. But um, I think the TV's like 50 inches, so it's a Ooh, decent size. That's significantly larger. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we used to, back in, uh, years ago, we had a surround sound system, like I had speakers and stuff, mm-hmm. and we had a larger living room in one of our older apartments, so I, I had it set up, uh, not, not in a pretty way, but there were just speakers up everywhere, so there was like a sure. full surround. Um, but now it's just whatever comes out of the TV, and we turn the lights off, and we make snacks or whatever, and we watch the movie, and it's, and it's great. It, like a good movie, I'll get lost in, no matter what, it's hard for me not to right. get lost in it. I don't need to like what you're doing sounds great, but for me, it's if it's really good, I I'm just sort of I'm in no matter what. And also, that's that's the version of it when I'm flying solo, right, for a movie uh, because it's really rude to be like, "Hey, baby, let's watch a movie together tonight." I'm putting in the headphones. I'll tell you if anything happens. <laughs> That'd be punishment. You don't get um, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's, that's the, that's the home, the, what you described is really the, the benefit of the home viewing experience is the comfortability of it. You can kick your shoes off. You're there with friends or significant others or by yourself and just you're relaxed. You feel more free. That's, that's the, to me, that's the biggest that's the biggest benefit of watching the movie at home, aside from the cost. Cause what is it? Four bucks to rent a movie on, uh, on an Apple TV or on demand or whatever Roku system, whatever system you have. Right. Um, that is, that's the, the that's the benefit of it is, is the comfortability. And you also have a lot more choice in what movie to see. Yes. In a home you, experience. You can choose from almost anything that has been released. Uh, on home video ever now digitally you're getting stuff a lot quicker you still mm-hmm. don't get to see first run movies there's still and i'm not you know i want to see the big movies i want to see them when they come out there are some and i think we all have some movies where we're like oh i'll just see it at home i don't really need to see sure. it in the theater but but there's a certain there's a certain communal zeitgeist thing to i want to see the movie that everybody's going to be talking about on monday Yes. Like if if the first time I saw Captain America Civil War was on my television, I would feel like, oh, I should have seen that on a bigger screen, which is another, I guess, point for a movie theater is there are some films that are large enough or epic enough in scale that the first time you see them should be in a giant screen with that sound. Regard- even if you were in an right. empty theater, to see Star Wars The Force Awakens for the first time, you want to see it large screen, really quality projector, great sound, w- which you don't have at home. What you do have at home is – you can watch all of the Star Wars movies in a row without paying for tickets every single time. Right. 
And, and for smaller films, that's not as big a thing. Like, Amy Schumer's gonna be hilarious whether I see Trainwreck in a movie theater or on a screen at home. Yes, there is that communal thing of everybody laughing, but that you, there's no, you don't need the immersive experience to see a romantic comedy or, uh, you know, a R-rated gross out comedy over the summer. Like, you don't need that in a big theater. Right. But then there's also something to, like, if none of us had gone to see Trainwreck in, or Trainwreck in the theater, would it have been considered a hit? And would it have done the business it did on home video? You know what I mean? Like, eventually all movies find their audience, but I'll, I'll give you an example of that. The Ghostbusters movie that came out in July, which is mm-hmm. a fantastic movie, didn't make, uh, the money at the box office that I think that it should have by this point. And part of that is due to how it was marketed, and part of that is due to the sexism inherent in the system. But mm-hmm. had I not gone to see it in the theater and had everybody else gone, well, it'll be out on home video. I don't have to see it. Then it would have looked like a colossal flop. And I think – I truly think when it comes out in digital and on D- and DVD and people go to see it just out of curiosity, you know, they just rent it or they, they mm-hmm. pick it up at, at Walmart or whatever, wherever they go to get movies, that it's going to have a second life. And be, be the success it should have been in its initial theatrical run. So to so just this is, wait is to deny a film the chance to appear as successful as it should in, on its initial release. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Which is, which I guess, yeah, is a con to, um, watching movies at home is if the marketplace dictates what kind of things are going to be made, then if you wait on a movie to watch it at home, you're not as much a part of the conversation. Yes. Um, now the, the, another pro of home movies, which we touched on before, which is also a con is the ability to pause them. It takes you out of the movie, but knowing that you have to pee and will sit through two liters worth of fruit punch in pain, just because you don't want to get up during grindhouse. That seems, that seems problematic. It's an oddly specific. Like hit pause and go pee. (laughs) But it's also, but it is like what it breaks up a movie when mm-hmm. you're with somebody else and they need to pause and you want to keep going, then it becomes like, you, you know, sometimes Jennifer will want to pause to go back for something or I'll just get up and walk over to the, to our kitchen area to get some mm-hmm. food. And it's like, well, where are you going? Get, get back here. So it's hard to right. be 100% in sync. Oh, Juliana will, she will pause a movie and Go to bed and be like, you know what? I'm done. I'll finish it tomorrow. And I'm like, tomorrow? Yeah. That is a, that's a 10 hour intermission. <laughs> and, and how often do you actually go back and finish the movie? Never. I always start them over again. Exactly. You, you don't have that same level of commitment to the movie. And it's mm-hmm. because part of it is because you didn't have to go. There's no effort involved in going to the movie. It didn't really cost you as much. I mean, if I, Let's say I get crazy and I buy a movie tonight on, on Apple TV. The mm-hmm. most it's going to cost me for a single movie is probably like 20 bucks. And so, that's to own it. Yeah. And that's to own it. I can watch it whenever I want. I can take it with me on an iPad, on a phone, like wherever I can download the movie to, I can mm-hmm. watch it. So, so it's not wh- a huge I feel like, I feel like what we are realizing over the course of this is, Yes, watching movies at home, there is a convenience, there is a relaxation, there's a familiarity, but 
as movie fans and people who think that movies are important and should be treated as important, I feel like we're, we're edging toward one over the other. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And let, let me add something to that. Okay. Okay. People of the world. Ooh, that was fast. You want to go see a movie? I know you do. We do too. Maybe we'll join you. But you just don't want to get out of your pajamas. Cause you're so comfy and you're on your couch and you can just pop in a DVD or use your Amazon Fire Stick or your Apple TV or whatever to watch whatever movie you want. Guess what? It's time to get up off of your keister and head to the local movie theater to go see a first-run movie the way it was intended to be seen on the big screen. And I get it. I get it, guys. This is a crapshoot. The movie could be terrible. You don't know if you're going to see Civil War or Batman versus Superman. You won't know until you see the movie, but that's part of the fun. Is the gamble. Is the guess. And if you're saying, oh, but I gotta get all dressed up, poppycosh. Not a what word. I say to that. I'll tell you why. Because in my single days, when I was just a bohemian youth in Los Angeles, every Friday, <laughs> I put on pajama pants, pair of slippers, and a t-shirt. You know what I'd do? I'd go to the movie theater. I'd see oh, a couple hell. of movies. I don't know. Was that part of the reason why I was single? I, who knows? Well, I don't have a time machine. I, wait, who even knows? I don't even remember a lot of it, except that I did it all the time. And I had my movie theater, and it was where I went. And to me, it was like a home. So go ahead. Dress like a scuzzball like I did. Do Wear whatever you want. You want to wear a, a clown outfit and and a, a top hat? You can, you can do that in a movie theater. They're not going to stop you. You think they care how you're dressed? They don't care. They just want you to enjoy the movie. So do it. Go to the movie theater. Get off your butt. And then later on, go home and watch more movies. Just watch movies all the time. But if the question is whether it's better to go to a theater or be at home, it's time to stop being lazy, people. It's time to get out there and go to the movie theater. Because it's the theater that shows you movies. It's in the name. Your home is where you live. There's no movie in that name. Asked and answered. I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, me too. I think we got that one right. Absolutely. We get all uh, of them right, Mark. Yeah, and there's lots more uh, that we need to cover, so please keep the topics coming to us. I'll tell you what, listeners, if you promise to keep sending us ideas for episodes, we promise that Hal will keep using words like scuzzball, keister, and poppycosh in every episode that we do. You got so, it. So... <laughs> so reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or go to the Maximum Fun subreddit. There's probably a flame war happening right now. Or why not go to Facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or send us an email at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Thanks as always to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and song respectively. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alva. And thank you, of course. 
to you, specifically for this episode, Craig Rogers. But to everybody who listens to the show, thank you very much for listening. We want to sit in a darkened theater and laugh, cry, and sit on the edge of our seats, as Carl Lemley once put it, with you every day of our lives. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And until then, the, the balcony, balcony is closed. closed. Oh, that just feels weird. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.